Brothers Podcast. Hello, welcome to Emma's Podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about you tell me right, wrong, baby, right, wrong. I got to laugh because it reminds me one of the songs in the 80s. Um, so that's just going to be a very interesting podcast today. <laughs> me playing this in my head while I'm talking about the topics of today. So the, big, the biggest area of turnkey business is franchises. There is franchise for every industry in the world and they are fairly easy to acquire and come with practically a pop-out of the box pre-assembled system. Think about McDonald's is a prime example. In fact, a 40 billion 28,707 strong example. There are a few things we are going to talk about. One, business format franchise. Because, you know, if you're looking for a franchise, you need to figure it out. What are you looking for? What is your format? What works best for you? Because, again, the idea of a franchise is fantastic and a lot of people can do that. The only thing you need to realize is that you need to see what suits you. Okay? Not every franchise will work for everybody. The franchise prototype as well, and the franchise prototype standards, because there is standards in those, those franchises as well. So you have to follow a specific guideline as well. It's not like you can do a free-for-all and decide whatever you want to do over the rainbow. So that's another thing you need to realize as well. So let's talk about the business format franchise. The business format franchise came from an early model called the trade name franchise. The big change was in the rights. During the trade name days, the franchise owner only had marketing rights. Now, franchise owners have owning rights to the entire business, including system. This has allowed for shift in focus to go from the quality and name recognition of the product carrying the business to sales technique that carries the business. So it gives more the flexibility than what it was in the past. So you need to understand that as well. So the second is the franchise prototype. It was really the franchise prototype that allowed for the changes to be made that helped today franchises really shine with the techniques developed by the owner instead of the corporation. And I can tell you this um, because I've done retail as well. I've been in the retail world for over two decades as well in the middle of the seven other industries that I've been in. One of the things that you realize that when you are and you have um, corporate owned store you have to follow the policy of the corporation even though i'm going to tell you that in retail even though your neighborhood is different you want something um, that really fits your customer needs you have to follow the direction i'm going to tell you a funny story actually because when i was working well, a long time ago was in the produce department and I moved from um, to that new business and I was um, 
dealing with and doing some overnight over there, I realized very quickly after a week I was already placing orders, but there is few things that people really wanted. What the deal was is some of the items were not supposed to be given to the corporate business. It was corporate stores. It was only supposed to be for the franchising, which totally, to be honest with you, was ridiculous and would uh, slow down some of our sales. So what we did, and we got yelled at multiple times, but we did not care, we started to customize based on the sales, based on the demands. So if somebody wanted some fresh cut pineapples, they could not get it on our stores, but they had to go to a franchisee store. And it's like, why? People are buying these by boatload. So what we did, we ordered it, and we increased our sales. We modified, even though it was a corporate store, we modified some of their layout. I was looking at, um, it was the chilies, the, and it was like, okay, what sells the most? And you used to sell like about, the case was about 50 pounds, 25 to 50 pounds. I used to sell about 100 pounds within three days of jalapeno. But the display was only a riggedy one. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So what we did, some that were not selling, I did not order them. I ordered what the people wanted. And we got ourselves going and high skyrocketed. But the problem with corporate, you have to follow their um, direction. Even though every store is different, every neighborhood is different. And I wish corporations will realize that instead than making everything the same across. Because it's easier to order. To be honest with you, we're going to plug this and we want people to buy it. Well, I'm sorry to say to people, it doesn't work this way. If I'm a customer, you're not going to tell me what to purchase. I want the diversity uh, of the product on the shelf because I am not going to buy what you're telling me to buy. I'm going to buy based on the test or what I feel like it that day. So it was very uh, interesting to look at franchisee stores compared to corporate. It was a great learning actually um, curve for me. So. This, again, makes a significant difference in the success of the franchise as the owner can custom tailor their marketing and promotion to the direct needs of their local target customers. And again, if you work in corporate, hear me out. Customers are not robots. We're not going to buy what you're telling us to put on shelves. And if you were smart enough, you will realize that some product go to waste because you force something that nobody is going to buy. And I can guarantee that the sales we had, we were the number two into the entire uh, region uh, just because we knew how to work with our customers. You have to know your customers, your target market. Okay, so that's the difference between the franchisee where you own the name, um, the store, you own everything inside and you customize it the way you want it. Corporate cannot tell you what to do. Corporation who has their corporate store is a different story. And the problem is, and I understand some of the people who said, oh, in marketing and in sales and in procurement, it's easier, you know, if you do it across every store, do the same thing. I'm sorry. But every neighborhood is different. And I can guarantee things will sell in neighborhood that will not sell in another one based on the test of your customers. What you want is to retain your customers. It's not the customers to go away from you. It's to retain. It's to bring them back in. 
over and over and over for that experience of purchasing what they can find. We used to, again, um, get a lot of product that were hard to find, very hard to find on fresh produce but we did it because we needed that for the customers they wanted to buy those one of the kind now we can find more of those products but like young coconut we're not only talking about coconut but a young one and we were talking about some dumpling and we were talking some very specific things that a lot of people would come and purchase it you had to observe what sells and what doesn't sells so that's always been the battle but when you get a franchise and you can really customize to your customers attract them with your marketing and really bring what they want the flavor they want then they are customer for life so let's talk about um the franchise prototype standard now then we talked about the franchise prototype now the standard now, the above being said, no one in their right mind will purchase a franchise if the parent company didn't have a solid plan of action set up to ensure the prospective success of the business. That's true. You need a roadmap. If you don't have a roadmap, then you're in big doo-doo. Seriously. So, there are a few standards that are put into place to help jumpstart the process of opening a successful franchise. Build model of perspective customers, clients, suppliers, creditors, and employees who will consistently offer high quality work. So, build a user friendly model that can be used by individuals of any skill sets. Again, don't ask them to go to Fort Knox and to store some gold. Alright? We're not asking you to do that or even retrieve the gold. That's not what we want. We want easy peasy things, a model that is easy to follow by anyone. So again, and I have wrote, <laughs> have I written processes and I have seen processes in the past that gave me a headache. I needed a bottle of cognac or including albuprofen, a mix of something because seriously, when you were reading some of their models, some of their processes, it was like at the first sentence, they lost me. It was like nonsense all the way around that he was making it so difficult to do things that he was just like, oh my God, I better try to go to put the gold and go to Fort Knox and do that. It would be easier than try to read and follow this model, this process. So make it simple, okay? Put yourself in the shoes of somebody you picked outside of the street, right off the bat. Bring that person in, give them the document, and see if they can do it. That's the, uh, the best thing that can relate. Every time I do a model, a process, or anything like that, you have to put your shoes into somebody who doesn't know. Off the street. Not you who know the ins and outs somebody that doesn't know nothing they should be able by giving this model by giving this process able to do the work able to follow and set it up because if you cannot follow up or somebody can't then that's mean it's not good enough you're gonna set up that um franchise for failure this is not what we're looking for okay so you need to build a defect 
free model, meaning, and that's what we say when we said, and I talked with client about scaling up their businesses. You work all of the kinks. You work all of the problem. You are the trailblazer who's going to go with the headache. So when you're scaling it up, the model has no flaws. Okay. It's a defect free. That's mean if there is a problem, you already have the solution for the problem. So if they encounter an issue, then you do this. If they encounter this, then you do that. That's what it's all about. Now, build a model with operations manual. A lot of people say, oh, it's in my head, it's in my head. Okay, no, we don't want things in your head. We want operations manual. We want something that we can follow. Let's say I'm getting that franchise. I got the key, I go in, I set up everything perfectly. Now you need that operation manual because you need to, know, to train the people on what they're gonna be doing. You need to be able to run the operation. You need to be able to have your accountant, you need to have the people at the front and desk, you need the people in the back doing what they're supposed to be doing, whatever the deal is, whatever franchise it is, you need to have this. It's exactly basically getting a new piece of equipment you unpack it now you got your manual on how to do it how to put it together how to play it how to fix it you got your manual and this is the same thing in regards of operations you have to bring it because not everybody knows how to run operation this is a key you build a model that will provide guaranteed and consistent results because you already created that model. So you already know it. You already know it's working. So you're building on that model that's keeping on repeating, scalable. That's what it is, okay? Build a model that encompasses the same branding in color, dress, and facility codes. Meaning, if I go to uh, Burger King, and here in the city, or I go in California, or I go in Europe, they are going to be dressed up the same. It is the same color, it is the same thing, the same menu, everything is the same. So when you go from one franchise to another, there is no changes. That's how it works. If you're looking into a franchisee um, store as groceries, they all have, they, compared to corporate, they have a different shirt but they're all the same and you recognize those guys. So you have to realize that as well. You built a model that encompasses the same branding. You don't want something else only different and that people will not recognize. That's how it works. There are always the parent corporation because there are always a corpor the corporation that will make sure their brand stayed the same and in the front of the mind of the customers. When you're purchasing a widely known brand, you will attract customer just for being you. Okay. So you can purchase your franchise. You can, you're going to get the colors. You're going to get everything, but the atmosphere and how it works and how you attract people is coming from you, not the corporation, not the brand. The brand is the brand. It's how do you tailor it and how, do you bring it to the people? There is so many things you can do for customer service. You need to recognize that. 
if you're again if you're considering purchasing a franchise talk to one of the experienced business coaches during our guided tour because if you need to buy a franchise connect with me and we can talk about it but think about what you want because here's the deal franchise can work maybe you want to buy a fast food franchise why not or a grocery store franchise because there is a lot of those or it could be maybe a moving uh, company franchise whatever you feel like doing to sit down and figure it out if it's a right fit for you because franchise are great there is for everybody taste whatever you want to do but you need to realize that if you want a franchise really make sure you do your homework you do diligence and also make sure it is built as user-friendly model because you don't want to give yourself a headache at the end of the day to put something together that looks like you're going to fork Knox to retrieve up with some gold. Either way, you don't want this. You want a very easy, simple, scalable model so you can run it. And operation manuals are essential because a lot of people don't know how to run operations. Operations always work is how you run your company, how you run your business, how you run your franchise. You need the people, you need the support, you need to be able to pick it up something and give it to somebody and for them able to do it. I always said we need documentation and I know a lot of people are like, holy crap, Emma, you're talking documentation. I don't want to document anything. And it's like, yes, you do. At the end of the day, you need to document every single position you got in your company. So if somebody is sick, not available, quit, or you get fired, whatever the deal is, then you need to be able to have a replacement, somebody that can take over very quickly. You do not want to lose or waste time and money to retrain somebody and waste hours where you could be doing something else. So documentation is essential. Plus it looks, if you look at your documentation, you can see what works or doesn't work. Because sometimes, and I encountered this in the past, <laughs> I have so many stories I could share. Um, when you're uh, looking at, um, Okay, guys, we're done. No more barking, Dada. Be gentle. When you're looking at... Yes, I know that Miss Daddy is hearing some noise, so she's starting to make herself known. What can I say? That's the life of the doggies. So when you're looking at operations as well, you need to ensure that you know what's going on because sometimes people make, like I said, life harder. And it's like, what would you make your life harder? By working, thinking that if I make it too complicated or too cumbersome and I'm not you know, streamline everything, then I'm not going to lose my job. Here's the problem. You're not losing your job. You're making life complicated for nothing. Instead, then continue to evolving with the company because the company, you know, will keep you if you're working. Now, I know we're comfortable in our little world of bubbles and we're like, oh my God, I'm doing such a good job. But in reality, if you're looking at processes, there is few things we can change and make our life easier. I don't want to spend hours on stuff that I can easily automate it. I like automation because it allows me to do something different and help and support somebody else's. I don't have to waste my time to wait for a thing that is cumbersome to do that takes me three to four hours, what I could do in 20 minutes. I have seen individuals that make their way because they knew it eight years ago. Or 10 years ago, oh, this is the way we're doing it. Well, that was the old ways. Let's simplify the work for you to be able to do something else better and continue to grow and evolve. So that's the biggest things as well. So think about it. If you want to, uh, to have a franchise, well, do it. 
but do your homework because in this world, your homework will define what kind of franchise do you want. Because as I said, not every franchise will fit everybody. So this was our podcast of for today. Yes, it is. On the next podcast, we're going to be talking about murder makes it happen. So we're going to be talking about stores as well. So it's going to be very interesting. If you need to connect with me, you can go on edg-associates.com or you can connect with me via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And my name is at Emma Digalo, one word. All my love. Bye.